0: Hey there, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip as we get into talking about how to be you. Yes, indeed. We're talking about the power and the authority that comes when you are your authentic self. And not only that, we are talking about how to get yourself ready for the times that we're in now. So sit back, relax, join me as we talk about and delve into what wisdom has to say to help us get prepared for the sign of the times as we talk about the authenticity test. Could you pass? I'll see you on the flip. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get started. We're talking about authenticity. And I want to ask you, could you pass the authenticity test? And the reason why I'm asking that is because we now find ourselves in a time of great authenticity. So let's get started like we normally do and talk about the growth of that word and how well it has or not so well survived throughout the ages. So lo and behold, we go back to um, the 14th century, the 1300s. And at that time, authentic uh, meant that it had some authority, meaning that it was authoritative and duly recognized as a sense of authority. Now, they say that this has uh, been um, eroded over time to be replaced with that which is uh, reliable, trustworthy, or even genuine. But but I do want to say this, that even though we don't think of authentic as uh, something that is uh, set to have authority over someone, we do still kind of hold to that when we think of it in terms of ourself. So when we get into thinking about authenticity, um, we want to look at it as the makeup of the words. And so from the Greek, authenticos, authenticos, yes, I said that right. Uh, it means original, genuine, or even principle. And it is one acting on one's own authority. And so that kind of straddles the line between the authority and that we spoke of in the 1300s where it had where it had some type of uh, weight to it to be obeyed by everyone and when it comes to that personal touch of authentic and so the auto part of it meaning self and uh the root of it um seen, if you will, means to accomplish or achieve. And then, of course, depending on the state, whether it is authenticity, which is the noun, authentic, which is the adjective, and so on, means the action or the state of it. And so it comes down to being a doer of self-authority, okay? And I wanted to make sure that we said that first because it's going to set up our understanding of how this is fitting in our world. Now, you've probably been seeing this, but I'm going to kind of like hopefully draw out a little of more of the patterns that are all around us with why this is now becoming the age of authenticity and why I am asking you to consider what wisdom is giving you today to either walk in that authentic, uh, authenticity or to start strengthening yourself so that you can pass the test of authenticity. And so with that, I want to say that there comes a time when we all have this dark night of the soul. And it's where, you know, you, you, you meet, and it's not necessarily one night, <laughs> but it's a, it's a period in your life where you hit that wall where you have to deal with all of you, the totality, the good, the bad, the indifferent, the ugly, the the whatever. And during that time, there are certain things that are put into motion. There are certain things that are uh, eradicated or wiped out. And there are certain things that are input. And these are when we usually have our great growth spurts. And most of the time we don't like when this happens. And it's because there tends to be a lot of sacrifice, suffering, and pain. Yeah, I know. But I'm going to say this, and that is that when we are looking at authentic, it gets to the heart of what a lot of people have as everyday questions. Like, who am I? What is my purpose? What's my passion? Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? And on and on and on, we find Throughout the ages, throughout the different cultures and the expressions of uh, of, um, ethnicities, we all seem to have these questions. And now, lo and behold, wouldn't you know it, that we are finding ourselves in this time where those who not necessarily have answered all these questions um, uh, concretely, but... Those who have, even if it's just a little thread of understanding of who they are, you know what they want to do, what they're supposed to be doing, or or are doing it, are going to thrive, and the others are going to flip flap and flip flop. I should say flip flop in the wind. So authenticity in today's world looks like this. It looks like uh, appropriations. Now, this was well before the advent of the pandemic, but there was a groundswell of people who were crying out about cultural appropriations. And the people who were getting accused of it, were, they didn't think it was fun. And, and rightfully so. It's, it's not good to be you know, called on the carpet of um, appropriating someone else's culture. But one of the things that I like, especially when you look at anthropologists and sociologists, they don't just look at what's happening and they don't even just look at the why. They look at the timing and they look at the spirit of the times. They look at the generations that are driving certain things. And when the, the big hooplas of uh, cultural appropriations, culture vulture, and all of those words started trending uh, about four years ago. Uh, people thought it was a fad, but it it, it was a groundswell that, along with a, a few other things that I don't really have time to get into for today, but all got into this gumbo to produce this entree that we now find ourselves living in, which is, to me, uh, the dawning of the age of the authentic. And the reason why is because with the cultural appropriations, when, um, these uh, learned types were looking at it, they were looking for source, they were looking for drivers, they were looking for leaders or specific influences or, or whatever it was that they could pinpoint to see if this was being driven by a person or if this was an evolution of a thought. And what a lot of them have said in various, and I might add very eloquent ways is that this is the evolution of a thought. And that evolution is this. Now, you guys have heard me talk about polarity and um, to a lesser extent, rhythm. And when I'm talking about these, I'm talking about uh, seven principles, seven natural laws. Um, And of these two, the law of polarity, and I've talked about it. Uh, Think of polarity as degrees of something. So opposites attract. So white and black are the same except that they are just in varying degrees of lower or higher vibration. Um, And so it's the degrees between something. And that's why when we talk about um, polarity, we talk about a left and a right. Now, the movement between these degrees is where we come into the law of rhythm. Think of rhythm as the ebb and the flow, the in and the out, the up and the down. It is the rhythmic dance of the pendulum that goes back and forth. It is the swing on the tree on a lazy day where you push it and you go back and forth. And so rhythm moves us between these degrees of polarity. And what we have found right now is that for as far as we were with Everyone just taking everything as it was many years ago, where people could just take other people's cultures and do what they would with it. No one said a word. The pendulum has swung. The law of rhythm has swung. And now we are finding that many people are being pulled to the other side or polarized, if you will, to the other side where that is not okay. It is not okay. Just um, at the time of this recording, uh, a a famous American football team who for years refused to remove a cultural appropriation uh, as a mascot have decided to do that. And people are like mouth ajar, like, oh my gosh, why is this happening? Uh, People are looking at Um, all of uh, the different statues around the world, the monuments around the world coming down. And um, people are even looking at uh, how uh, people are wanting the voices of their cartoon characters to match the ethnicity of the person that they're voicing. Just so many different things. And so... These are lending toward people's need because they have swung, the pendulum has swung to the other side and the polarity is on the other side where people want to get as close, if not the source as possible. So whereas it was fine to have facsimiles, imitations, and even derivatives of, now we're in a time where people want the purest, truest form of the matter. They want the authentic. And why do they want the authentic? They want the authentic because we are now in a time where instead of this meaning the usual original or principle or genuine, they want also the authority of it that someone or something that is that original would bring. They want the truest, most potent expression of whatever it is to be represented, and so people are now finding that the the world is upside down. If they would, well, a lot of people feel it like it's upside down, but it's not that it's upside down. It's just we're at it. We're at a, We're at a different end of the pendulum, if you will. And in order to, I believe have some sanity and to survive during this time is to start preparing yourself to be able to pass the authenticity test. And the reason why I'm, I'm saying this is a test is because as we continue to move forward, anything we do now is going to be uh, predicated on relationship instead of object. Now, let me explain a little bit about that. And y'all know I'm gonna recap this stuff. So stick with me. So when we talk about relationship instead of object, think of it as this. Think of it as relationship being interaction or even transformation. So when you have an interaction with someone, the accepted way of doing things now is to have a mutual betterment or a a mutual evolution or transformation for having interacted with each other, even if it is where you're exchanging money. Whereas before it used to be where it was okay for you to have a interaction with someone where it was a transaction, meaning that each person was responsible for trying to make sure that they got what they needed out of the interaction. So if I was having a relationship with you, Um, I needed to make sure that whatever it was I was in it for, I got. Whether that meant I wanted to feel good about myself or I wanted to not feel alone or I, um, I wanted to make money or whatever it was. Today's expression of that is not about what I want to get out of the relationship. It's more so, what can I honestly exhibit in the relationship? You see, if you ever wanna know what's happening Look at the stuff that people have the biggest problem with. In the United States where I'm located, we have factions of people who are having problems with wearing a mask. Now, I am not getting political because that's not that's that's not where I vibrate. What I'm saying is is there are always clues and codes and different layers and levels all around. And when you look at people pushing back on something, it's usually going to be a tip off Uh, indicator or a signal or a sign to look beneath it. So why the mask? Seriously, why the mask? And if you look at that, then you start to realize that a mask obscures, hides, obstructs the truth. And when you are moving into a time where authenticity Meaning that you are your truthful self standing in your authoritative power, there is no room for a proverbial mask. And so over and over again, we start to see all of these different signs. Now, I don't, I don't, I have nothing to say about wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. That is not what I'm here for. I'm just using that as an illustrative example of how the universe always leaves clues <laughs> of things to be aware of. And this is how wisdom starts to speak to us. So now that we can see that we're in a different time, a different dispensation, if you want, you know, uh, uh, where if they, when they're writing this in the um, history books, and I hope there are various di- uh, variations, different people <laughs> writing different histories so we'll have a better account of it. They will put an asterisk by this time as a major turning point. The other day I talked about um, the CEO of um, Airbnb saying that in these last few months, we have had more change, innovation, um, whatever <laughs> that you want to call it, in, in a few months that it would have taken a decade to do in a few months. And he's very right about that. And the reason why is because we are now faced with the bareness of self. So let's get into this quote-unquote authenticity test and figuring out if you can pass it. So with that, it is not enough to have settled on who you are. It's not even enough for you to have taken multiple personality tests and think that you know who you are. No, what it is, is for in the now Learning the new wisdom skill of being able to always, and I said always, boil down to the bare essentials. The bare essentials of the truths that you're working with at that time. The bare essentials of the adjectives you use to express who you are at that time. And this is a big one. The bare words that are used to elicit or trigger an emotional response from you at this time. And the reason why I say at this time is because in the now, in today's world, we are not who we were a few weeks ago, let alone a few years. So even though we've had this fascination with tell me who I am by taking all of these personality tests and um, uh, DNA tests and all of this, we're finding that we're transient in who we are. And that means that we're always uh, looking and, and working on figuring out who is my authentic self today. And so getting down to the bear, being able to strip away all of the stuff that you think defines you and focusing in on what are the truths that you hold to at this particular time, what are, the adjectives that you currently use to describe who you are when nobody's looking? And what are the deep evocative words that when used cause or elicit a response out of you? This is going to help you to hone in to your authenticity. Now, mind you, you notice I didn't say anything about what you do. It is because authenticity Puts us back into a natural order of self. And that natural order of self is be, do, have. I've talked about this in other podcasts, and I'll say it again. We are human beings doing the act of living so that we can have the life we want or hope to have. And so by returning to an authentic way of living, we learn to be first. And then the do and the have will erupt out of our being. So what we find is that you're well, not what we find, what you're going to start to sense and see is that say for instance, you decide, okay, I want to see what I'm feeling like now. What you know, what's my true authenticity? And I kind of like dare you. I dare you, go find a personality test online and answer it as honestly and truthfully as you can. Don't try to trick it to get a response that you want to have at that particular time in that particular moment take that personality test and when you get the results, take a deep breath in, let it out and then read what it says. And for a majority of people it's going to possibly give you I said majority possibly Lord it's going to mayhap <laughs> give you a different result than you're used to getting about your personality. And if that happens, that's good. And the reason why it's good is because you cannot go through a major cataclysmic, earth shattering change that we've gone through and lived to tell about it without changing. You just can't. And so we're all at a reset where we all must learn how to get as close as possible back to the source Be honest and humble in our honesty and start to practice the uncomfortableness of being. Now, for some people, this is going to be really hard, including me, because that being means that we have to be seen. You know? And I was looking at it, I was like, oh my gosh, like I love doing podcasts. I don't like doing video because I don't like to be seen. (laughs) And that is a testament to how I've grown, because when I was younger, I was like, oh yeah, hey me, let me be in the front. That's not me anymore. And so I am learning that nothing stays the same. The only real thing we have that's permanent is change. And just like everything else, as chaos has come through and now things are starting to settle and we're starting to get back into the first stages of new birth and and a new order, we're learning that in in this world, in this day, it is about authenticity. Let me prove a point for you. Uh, social media influencers, isn't it something that, as we have gone through this, social media influencers who have been groomed, who have become proficient in in garnering and are uh, arresting the attention of millions, have been some of the first and longest to suffer during the time of people being shut in. Now you would think people being shut in and not really having a lot of places to go would be at the mercy and and in the front uh, seats of the audience of the influencers. And that is not the case. Instead, we are finding that people who never had a big platform before are starting to emerge. And when you look at them, guess what? You got it. They are being authentically themselves. They are as close to the source of who they are as possible. They are not in a performative uh, situation. They're not going through the actions because that's what's cool to do. They are who they are. They are, as I like to say in our neck of the woods, we're not new to this. We're true to this type of people. And so it's starting to show all around us there are signs the mask have to come off and people have to be authentic because what used to be okay as a transactional relationship quid pro quo you do for me i do for you that doesn't fly anymore and so i want to ask you can you pass the test can you have interactions with people ha- can you interact with the new way of life with being authentically bare and raw understanding the bare truths that define what you believe in understanding the evocative words that move you and understanding the truest barest simplest adjectives that describe you in this moment are you willing to be okay with the change that you've gone through are you willing to meet your new self and accept your new self you know and and There are so many different things and avenues I could have taken this with the authenticity, but it's not about me, it's about we. And it's about how wisdom wants to give us these little wisdom smacks that help to prepare us. I want to thank those people who have reached out to me who have started saying, oh, my gosh, this stuff is is really applicable and practical for my now. And that's why we show up. That's why we do it, because it helps all of us. And with that, that's the thing that I want to talk about when we talk about the practicality of getting ready for your authenticity test. Now, I am always trying to learn and grow. I'm always trying to do before I ask anybody else to do something. And there is this project that I'm I'm currently involved in and I'm phew, I'm pushing myself. But it the first stages of it require growth and then the movement into contribution. Now, I have done this many times before, and I'll make it through this one because I have confidence in the process. But what I'm gonna say is one of the fastest ways to start uh, accessing your truly authentic self in this now is to focus on growing and contributing. And what does that mean, Michelle? That means that in all thy getting, help somebody else get (laughs) you know, start to contribute, start to um, interact with each other. I am a, uh, I think I hold a gold medal in being a lurker online. I just find that even though I can be very gregarious in person, I don't like to type a lot and talk a lot online. I just don't. And so this is a stretch and a growth for me to be able to be authentic and to say things online because I'm ever aware that online is forever. And so it just simply means that I can be authentic and I can still edit, self-edit. I don't have to put everything out, but the stuff I do put out, I want it to be as authentic as possible. And that still means that I get the opportunity to censor myself. I still get an opportunity to maybe hold a few punches here and there. I mean, not that I want to punch anything, but I still can do that. But I do not have to Uh, make it palatable for the many because that's not what life is about at this particular time. And I'm very grateful for the fact that our society around the world requires that you show up as you no costumes, no mask, no, um, no charlatan, charlatan, um, sneaky, tricky, trying to pretend you're someone you're not. It's not happening, it's that is not. Uh, flowing or going, and those who are willing to start growing and to start contributing, sharing, interacting in relationship instead of in object are going to do well. Let me give you an example about this relationship versus object that I'm talking about. I heard this from Dr. Joy DeGruy, and it was very powerful. She was talking about... um, uh, children in uh, elementary school in the formative years, and she was talking about how she was um, doing some observations in the school where her grandchildren go. And uh, Dr. Joy, like me, she's a African American black woman, and of course, her, ki- her grandkids are African American uh, grandkids. And um, it, over the years of her observa- observing and doing different things, she started to notice different little things about how children interact. And she talked about how when teachers uh, want to get children involved, the first thing they do is they start a transactional relationship, whether they know it or not. And they do this by if you do this, then I do that. Meaning if you act good, then you get a star. And what she noticed was over and over again, not just for her grandkids, but through the many years that she would go and observe is that. African American children would get tired of the stars and they would start to have complaints of the teacher doesn't like me. Well, um that's why I don't work. They don't call on me. They don't like me or whatever. And um she said what she finally realized was that those little kids were saying I want relationship. I don't want objects. I don't want a transactional relationship. And they knew the difference. They could not articulate the words, but they knew the difference. And now The world is catching up to what these little kids have always been saying. The world no longer wants uh, to give you a thumbs up. They no longer want to just give you a highlighted star or a badge. They want relationship. They want someone alive and and interested on the other end. They want to have a uh, interactive relationship where you both grow together instead of it being, well, if I do this for you, then you do this for me. And that requires authenticity. That requires us being able to get past the uncomfortableness of the rawness of being unperfected. That requires that we realize, just like a whole lot, bless their heart, a whole lot of influencers are having to find out that no longer, no longer can you put on a show and a caricature of a person. Because like little kids, we can all sniff that out and we're tired of it. We want to go to the source. We want, if you are portraying this, we want that to be who you are. We don't want to hear from like you're hearing it in the streets. They don't want to hear from celebrities talking about oppression. They want to hear from the streets talking about oppression. Likewise, they don't want someone who professes to have all the answers, but whose personal life is in shambles trying to talk to them. And so to be authentic, to pass the test, it's going to require that you get down to the bare bones of what makes you tick, in your belief system of what makes you feel in the words that evoke that out of you and how you describe yourself in that particular time and be willing to be okay with the changes that are still happening and understanding that this is a new day and authenticity is the only way. So guess what? Yeah, y'all, my time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom with today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Please don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe, reach out to me. I actually do read them and I hope that this will help you to get the wisdom you need to live the life that is going to help you to make it and not only make it, but to thrive in today's times. That's going to do it for now. Bye.